Okay. All right, welcome everybody to week five for the Yankee Chronicles Roundtable Podcast. I'm Bob Ryan, and with me today, we have Donald. Hey, I'm Donald. You can find me at dstewart267. And Evan? Evan, you can find me at EvanDWetzel4 on the Twitter. And again, Rob. I'm Rob. You can find me on Twitter at Rob5199. Rob B5199. All right. And as always, you can subscribe to this channel on YouTube. And you can also follow us on Spotify. All right. What we're going to be opening today is we are going to be discussing the possibility if uh, Didi is reached out by the Yankees to sign. Um, I think Didi is somebody that would be willing to come back. I think he's one of those rare players that leave that um, Cashman would have an interest in. Um, and of course, I, I think it's uh, safe to say that the fans would welcome him back as well. Um, Rob, what did you think that, you know, with, with his career um, following Jeter, it was fairly solid. It was very solid. Um, did you think that there was anything missing with him not on the roster this year? Uh, maybe, maybe a little something in the clubhouse. Um, definitely missed his lefty bat in the lineup. And there was no doubt he was better at shortstop than Glaber. Although uh, I'm not going to give up on Glaber at the shortstop position. Yeah. But in terms of missing Didi, yeah, I think just the lefty bat, knowing he had that pop, and he was pretty clutch in his time with us. So in those regards, yeah, the defense, lefty bat, clutchness, and, I mean, he's just a fan favorite guy. You loved him every time he was on the field. Yeah. And, Donald, do you, uh, do you feel the same way? I do think that the Yankees missed his energy. I think he brought a lot of energy uh, in the clubhouse, as as was said, and uh, and just yeah, his his batting the lineup and his positivity, and uh, he was a fan favorite. The fans loved him. And he was really good in the playoffs too. Pretty good. Um, it's it's a it's a shout because like Torres, uh, I love him offensively, and I love him at second base. At shortstop, I've got major concerns. I don't think he's got the athleticism for the position. Personally, I don't. Or, like, the focus. I think his focus for, like, the, the small the small details. I don't think he's, he's got – he's right there. Like, I don't think he has the alacrity for the position. This, that's my, my opinion. I think he needs to be back at second base. Yeah, I agree. So, and, uh, Evan, do you think that uh, even if um, – if they sign, if they bring back DD, uh, if they bring back DJ LeMahieu, um, is there still room on that infield for DD to return if he gets the uh, chance? No, I don't think so. Unless you trade Torres, um, and if you're trading Torres, it better be for a guy like Lindor. So no, I don't. I don't think there would be room. Um, I think it's one or the other, and I think the Yankees are really going to try to add as many one-year deals as possible. There are a lot of guys out there who could possibly fill the gaps. I think Simmons would be a very good option. Defensively, he's a star, and you could get him on a one-year $12 million deal when Didi's probably going to cost about three years, 30, 33. Yeah, you know, and I think that Didi, it's not to say that he's, you know, Gregorius is not worth that contract, 
but with the fiscal restraints, the financial restraints that uh, a lot of the uh, owners are going to be crying about, I think the you know the three-year deals, four-year deals on the second-tier players is going to be hard to come by. You know, you're going to have the you know, you know Bauer, you know, and those you know those players, they're going to get the multi-years if they opt if they want it. Um, the other thing I was thinking with with um, with Didi and Lemayhew, with that, if they're both on the team, does that mean that Voigt goes on the trade block? And having Lemayhew at first base, Torres moves back to a comfortable position at second, with Didi at short and Urshela at third, and trying to move Voigt for. Uh, bullpen insurance. Uh, that was something that I, you know, I was, I've been, you know, uh, brought up in a conversation with somebody, and they actually didn't think it was the worst idea. So, Evan, is that, so, you know, uh, is that too complex for an off season like this? I mean, like I said, you, if if you make that move, you need trade one of those two so it would be Voight or Torres um no I don't think it's too complex of a move but you need to convince uh DJ LeMayhew that he's the first baseman and then you need to give him the money to play it I'm not sure that all will happen I think that's where it gets complex um Rob we've had um Tyler Wade on the on the bench the last couple of years and he's he's a spring training superstar. You know, he always has a good spring. And then when the regular when the games count, he disappears. Who would you rather? Who would you like for them to get in his place, so the Yankees can move on and have more of a solid bench player? Um, I mean, in his role, Tyler Wade can be good off the bench, but um. If we're going to replace him, I liked Evan's suggestion of Simmons. I think he'd be perfect, a guy that you can have. He can play all over the place, second, short, maybe even some third base if need be. So if we're going to replace Tyler Wade, which I don't think they were going to, they seem to love him for whatever reason, uh, then Simmons would probably be the guy that I would go with. Yeah. And, uh, Donald, do you think uh, that Tyler Wade is holding back the progression of Tyro Estrada? being more of a solid – having a solid role on uh, the roster. Tyler Wade a, is a weird one because he's really fast, but he's not a particularly good base runner in my opinion. He got, he got thrown yeah. out of uh, – Yeah, of there's a lot, lot of mental errors. Yeah. Um, like, defensively, he's sound, but his bat is, is, is always kind of uh, underwhelmed considerably. Um, and I've never had a problem with Estrada. I think Estrada has been a very solid uh, infielder when I've seen him. I think he's he's okay. I mean, he's not. Uh, what I'd like to see from the Yankees is I'd like to see a little bit more dynamism. If we can bring somebody that has a little bit of speed that can steal some bases, you know, that would be a nice little addition off the bench. Um, but you know, for as for Estrada, I don't have any problem with him being his backup, and I. I almost trust him a little bit more than Wade because I think Wade makes a lot of mental errors in terms of base running and things like that. It's just stupid, stupid errors. 
Yeah. And I know we've been bringing up uh, LeMahieu, being that he, him and Bauer are the two, my, my two top-tier free agents. Um, my top with an asterisk is Tanaka. Um, Tanaka still hasn't made a decision on what he wants to do. We do know it was floated out that he had the offer from Japan to return. Uh, do you see... Um, are we still not sure um, of when Tanaka will make that decision? With you know, uh, Evan, where do you you know think that Tanaka's feeling right now? Is he looking to, to get this done quickly? I, I, think, I think he's looking to get it done quickly. There's no reason for him to uh, let it go any any further. Um, I think he wants to be a Yankee or he wants to go home and play in Japan. I'm, I think he's a very loyal player who. Um, respect respects the process he respects us fans and he knows how much we care about him here i do not think the yankees will offer him anything more than a three-year deal so if he's willing to accept that then they need to start talking right away so that you can get him out of the way and focus on dj lemayhu because i personally those two are the ones i would want to bring back um and then if you could possibly trade for lindor maybe you do it i don't know i don't know how that would work but um Tanaka, yeah, I, I think they need to bring him back, and I think a three-year deal is a very fair start point. Now, Rob, you're in favor of making the trade for Lindor, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't give up right. Torres, but um, yeah, I was gonna say, what yeah, do you feel? What do you feel would be a fair argument. package for Cleveland? Uh, I think I said on the very first episode we did that we'd have to trade some fan favorites if we want to make a big move. Yeah, and this one would probably take a guy like Frazier at least. He ha- it would have to be a, a major league ready bat. I don't think Andujar is that guy for them. Um, so it had to be Frazier. Maybe a guy like Garcia or Clark Schmidt if Cleveland wants a major league ready pitcher as well. And um, if Voigt were to get it done, you might have to explore that. I don't know if they're going to need that kind of a huge package, but they want some major league ready and they want prospects at the same time. So it's going to hurt when it comes to what we have to give up. But for a player of Lindor's caliber, it, it might be worth it. Yeah, I, I was thinking – yeah, I, 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 I always thought for uh, Lindor it would take, you know, Clint Frazier, Debbie Garcia together with some of the, the lower-level prospects that are not that far from being ready, you know, like a Michael King. You know, it might take players of that caliber – to um to sway Cleveland to uh, listening to us, um, there was a rumor that went out that Cleveland is trying to hold off because of the um, the new ownership with the Mets because they they like a lot of their their prospects, so they want to see what Cohen is going to offer before they start really you know they want him to be involved before they bring in other teams. So I don't think this Lindor thing. I think it's going to be almost like with the when with Machado and Hopper and you know which were on a free agent basis, but you're not going to see anything any movement on Lindor until just before spring training. I think this is going to be one of those blockbusters that just lingers. Yeah. Well, John uh, Federico he he tweeted the other day. Uh, he's a writer. Uh, he he tweeted that. Um, some Yankee tidbits he wrote, he said that he's told that Lindor is near or talks 
of the Yankees' wish list. Um, but they're not going to go past their means to get them. Yeah, that's what that's what the writer said. So I mean, um, but if you're mentioning guys like Debbie Garcia or Clark Schmidt, I ain't feeling that because our pitching rotation is really, yeah. really, really weak outside of obviously phenomenal Derek Cole. But after yeah. that, it's a huge question mark. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very hesitant to, to get rid of guys that, that could have a big future. Um, yeah. So, Evan, in previous in a previous episode, we brought up, you know, that it might be more of a trade market than the free agent market. Correct. But that's what's going to make the movement first. If you're going to have uh, a player like Garcia um, or, or Michael King or, or some of these, these – Stars on the rise. Um, who do you think would, uh, would would match that value? Um, can you repeat that? The internet was kind of bad. Now, um, if you're gonna put, you know, uh, or Garcia or Michael King or one of these newer, you know, players on the rise, what do you, th- you know, what kind of value? Would, do you think we would, you know, would that be, would they be enough to get a mid-level player from a, uh, another team? I, I think, still, need, you know, yeah, or do they I still think, need a little more growth to kind of grab the attention? Right. Well, if we go back to Lindor for a second, you got to keep sure. in mind he has a one-year deal. Um, so I think he would get similar value in a trade that like Machado got when he left Baltimore. Okay. So maybe the prospects won't be as high. I think it has to start with Clint, and they're going to ask for one or two of Debbie, Clark, Gill, and Medina. Um, those are okay. our four really good uh, pitching prospects down there. I know Gill and Medina can hit up to 103, but they have control issues. Um, these are all things other teams are going to mention, control issues, uh, how many years they have left. And the Yankees are going to do the same to Lindor. So if you can get that price down significantly by telling them, well, we don't know if we're going to get the extension with him, so we don't really want to make this deal. Maybe that saves us a player like Voigt or saves us a player like Torres. You know, I, I think we can get it done without using our top-tier players who have played here for a while. I think we can use someone like a Clint. Yeah. Can I interrupt for a second? I think there's a caveat here, though, because we're not going to um, re-sign DJ LeMayu and trade for Lindor. There's no way we're going to do yeah. that and stay under the $210 million tax threshold. Yeah. So it's one or the other. So, like, okay, so if you let DJ go and trade for uh, Lindor, you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul in some respects. And some, are, are we really getting that much better? Because you're getting rid of DJ Lemayhew, and I think he's, I think. Yeah, I, I think the chain of events is going to be they're going to try to get Lemayhew back. Um, I think the you know the, the fans will erupt if they totally dismiss trying to get um, Lemayhew. Me especially. <laughs> if, yeah, <laughs> and if they can't, if Lemay, if they can't reach terms with Lemayhew. Then I think that's when they're going to pivot for Lindor. I, I don't think they're going to have, you know, both hands in each cookie jar. I really think they're going to take one at a time. Yeah. I think LeMahieu is going to have the, you know, the first, they're going to go after him first. Yeah. Um, 
another there was a picture that was mentioned a lot um on talk radio and that was charlie morton yeah big time. Um, and, bring him up. and i think i believe we've brought him up once before when we were talking about the pitchers yeah, I mentioned uh, right before the end of the season. You know, is he still somebody that you think would uh, would fit the the mold of what the Yankees need to do to get over that threshold? Rob, what do you think? I mean, he has the postseason success, and that's really what we're lacking in our rotation. Um, outside of Cole and maybe Tanaka, we don't really have any depth in the playoffs when it comes to our starting pitching. So if you can get Morton for a one, two-year deal, I don't care how old he is. You know he can get it done. Yeah. He's not Jay Happ. Um, yeah, I, I would go after him if you can get him. I do think he's going to stay with Tampa at the end of the day, but if we can get him, I'd be all for it. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't see Tampa making a play at him. I really don't. They don't, they don't like to – they don't really dig into the free agents like that. You know, they, they trade for prospects, and they bring them up through, in, through the organization. You know, and – Morton didn't seem too thrilled with how the year ended for them. Um, I, I think the, the the inning limits that that tampered, you know, was very strict by. Um, I think that kind of bothered him, you know. So uh, I, I just don't see Tampa as a player for Morton. You know, I think he's gonna, you know, uh, the one team I think one team I think might make a run at him would be, you know. Like Anaheim, you know, you know they're still yeah. they're really hurting for pitching. You know, they're gonna go after Bauer. They're gonna, yeah, yeah. I, I think the 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 I think everybody, every major market's gonna go after Bauer. I could also see Charlie Morton going to Toronto. Yeah, that actually, that would not be good for the Yankees. No, it would not. You know, Toronto is not far from catching us. You know, and, you know, we got to strike while the iron's hot. You know, so we'll close it out with this question. And, Evan, I'll ask you first. Um, the championship windows for teams is not, is not open for, for, for a long period of time. Do are you in a, in a mindset that, the Yankees really need to start being a, a more aggressive and not trying to penny pinch and really just get this team in that position, make sure that they really scout the players well that they're trading for or signing. And that, you know, that this is now the year it's win or bust. If, you know, do you agree? Yes, I agree. I think in 2016, they sold us on a rebuild that ended three months later anyway. So it, we're at the point where they told us our goal was to be competing for a World Series championship by 2020, 2021. So if we do not win in this season, yes, I'm going to call it a failure. I mean, you have to. We had all the pieces to win in 2017. We lost because of cheating, cheating and a bunch of other things. And then we have progressively gotten a little bit worse since after winning 100 yeah. games and hitting a ton of home runs. It's, it's frustrating. We need to be less of a one-dimensional team. We need to get balanced hitters and defense and go out there and win a championship because I believe we have the pitchers to do that now. Yeah. Uh, Donald, do you feel that if after this, this season, if they have not won the World Series, do you tear it down and just hit – you know, all right, 
what we have is not working for our organization. Do you think that the players start, you know, getting sold off, or do you think Cashman just gets shown the door? Well, first, well, for, first of all, the Yankees never tear anything down. I mean, their rebuilds, even when they were rebuilding, they were still um, competing in some to some extent. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't think we'll ever get to the point where it's a pull down, tear down. The Yankees invest too much. Uh, money in the in the team and they expect to be competing every year so but um i'll I'll hark back to what brian cashman said a couple of years ago he said i'm not going to sacrifice multiple championships for a championship that's what he said so you need to win a championship first dude and he's not done it (laughs) you know what i mean so i think that he's missed on a couple of things over the last couple of years. First of all, I think he missed on hiring Aaron Boone. I don't think that was the right call because um, it was almost a step backwards. But um, uh, We've had the players, but uh, I, I do agree with what Evan's saying. I think we're one-dimensional in a lot of ways. I think we're overly reliant on the numbers um, to dictate how they how they decide everything in the organization. So we've discussed that in multiple podcasts, but um, I, I do think that um, I really wanted them to start looking at these things now, because I think that that past off season, that, that past full season there and it, uh, where we got knocked out by uh, Tampa, I think that really should have been the, the, the lightning rod for us to look at the organization, yeah. what's going wrong, who's, you know, some add some accountability, but that's not really happened. And I, judging by that press conference, I don't know what you guys thought. It just kind of sounded like they're happy with more of the same. They, like Brian Cashman yeah. is extremely proud of making the playoffs. Now, yeah. didn't they get like the seventh seed? Now, I wouldn't be that proud of making the playoffs and an extended playoffs. Because there's extended, uh, you know, the extended amount of people that can make the playoffs. The teams that yeah, can make I mean, the playoffs. They, they, so they, is it that much of an achievement? We got yeah, an incredible they, team, and we barely, barely made it. We barely made yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, so we I made it in this. achievement. We did get the fifth seed, but the fifth seed was not good enough. Right, okay. You know, when you're not, when you're not ranked high enough to have your home field, you know, for that first round, that was to me. That was already a failed season. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you, you were. You know, they were a Vegas favorite to to match up with the Dodgers in the World Series, and any baseball fan is a dynasty in other Dodgers Yankees. You know, they epitomize World Series battles. You know, it's it, it's something I would really enjoy seeing again. You know, we have, you know, yeah, had all those great World Series in the, you know, back in the 50s and, you know, then in, in uh, 81, you know, I, I really want to see that again. You know, I think both teams bring out the best in each other. You know, yeah. just the Yankees have not been able to show their best to get to them. You know, I'm just not convinced uh, because when we reach October, where regardless of what happens, Brian Cashman always says the same thing. I'm just really happy that we got there, and after that, it's a crapshoot. Well, you know, to an extent, yeah, but you, you can still look at ways to improve your odds in, in October. And I'm not sure 
where we actually do. It's also like you mentioned before with his stupid comment of, I want to get a dynasty. Um, you can't make a comment like that and then say the season was positive and everything was positive and yeah. everything's great. You're yeah, telling us yeah. you're in a dynasty and now you're telling us, oh, no, it doesn't matter because we tried our best. No, that's not how this works. It doesn't work both ways. Exactly. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's what they're trying to sell us. So, Rob, I, I have a feeling you, you really, do, yeah, I want to get a, your opinion in on this. <laughs> is, you know, <laughs> is Cashman really on, on his last mile to get things done before he just said, you know, the, the Yankees said, you know what, it was a good run, but, you know, you haven't won us enough championships, it's time to go. Uh, if, if he can't win with this payroll and this roster, then you have to think about it within the next, even if it's just one more year. Yeah. We have a regular season next year with no interruptions, 162 games. This team on paper, even if they brought the same team back, is better than a vast majority of teams in baseball. And there's no excuses why they keep failing in October. And they have to get it done. And if they can't get it done again and they fail to, you know, they make the same excuses like the other guys were saying, where it's like, oh, we're okay with making it. You know, we didn't get to the ultimate goal, but we want to win. And that we, the fans, we're going to get – we're already impatient. And we're just going to keep yeah. getting more and more impatient, angry. And eventually, they're going to have to change something up, whether it's the GM or the management, whatever it is. Right now is your window. These next couple of years, because even though Cole's under contract for, what, another nine years, he's only going to get older. And he's not yeah, going to yeah. be that same pitcher. So your window to win is right now, and they have to get it done. And we gotta, we, we can't be saying the same thing every year. Like, oh, at least we got there. We have to win. All right. So one additional final thought question, because I, I think this is something that does get discussed, but not detailed enough. Um, in the postseason, they've been, you know, everybody's been saying that we didn't have the pitching. And we did okay. You know, the pitching held it down and kept us in games. You know, a couple slipped away. But majority of the losses that we fit, we 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 were dealt was because of the lack of the hitting. So we you know Cashman did the right thing and he got that powerhouse pitcher and call, you know. But the bats still are finding the sit you know hitting the same bump every every year. You know should the offense be more of a priority this off season? Then, you know, Evan, your thought. Uh, yes, I think we desperately need lefty bats, and that's what you miss with D.D. is he's a lefty batting who's good at defense. Those were our two biggest weaknesses. And I know they want to talk about how our pitching was not good in the playoffs. Well, it depends what game you look at. The last two games against Tampa Bay, our pitching is the reason why we were able to not only win a game but stay in the last game. We lost, yeah. what, 2-1 to one in the last game? Yeah. That's good pitching. Yeah. Donald, your thoughts? Well, they obviously didn't trust their pitching rotation or they wouldn't have done that okey-doke with uh, swapping around Jay Happ and David Garcia in game two. So they obviously had no trust in their own pitching rotation. So, yes, the pitching rotation needs to be big time looked at. Uh, offensively, um, we, we're so limited because we're kind of locked in on a lot of positions. I mean, obviously, Torres is going to be there. You know, you're, you've got center field 
tied up. You've got right field tied up. You've got Stanton tied up for the next seven years at DH. So we're kind of limited. We do need to find a way and get a lefty bat in there. And we do need some uh, another guy as well as DJ LeMahieu who can hit for average um, and a high on-base guy because I am sick of watching guys stand there, strike out, and that's the job. I mean, I'm tired of it. Put bat on ball. Let's let's start. You know, get somebody that can, as I said earlier, get somebody that's a little bit of pace on them. Steal some bases. You yeah. know. Yeah, Rob, your thought. Uh, I'll go back to what Evan said earlier about being one-dimensional. I think the lineup is built to hit, but they just focus too much on going deep. And how many times do we get down by two runs and everyone's swinging for the fences? You know, first pitch of the at-bat. The only one that I'm really comfortable with doing that is Voight because he's so good at those first pitch at, uh, first pitches. But other than that, everyone's just swinging for the fences. Realistically, you have LeMahieu, Urshela, Torres, in my opinion, should be more of a contact, get-on-base guy. Aaron Hicks is a great on-base guy. Um, and your power bats should be Voight, Judge, Stanton, Sanchez. And the rest of your guys, you need to focus on getting on base. The home runs are great, but we see it can help you in the playoffs, but clearly it's not helping us win when we get there. Like, it's great to have Stanton hit a grand slam, but when he's the only one doing it, as we saw against the Rays, and we're just failing to get guys on base and move them over and bring them in, then, you know, we're one-dimensional and we have to focus on get guys on, get them over. So you're, you're spot on because Stan was actually having a record-breaking home run hitting series. Yeah. And, it's, and it's completely forgotten about now because no one yeah. else was, was doing anything apart from DJ. Yeah, well, yeah. His, first, his first big game and he sucked again. You know, and they, you know, you're only as good as what you did today. They don't care what you did yesterday. Yeah. You know, but nobody had a good day the day before, except for Wednesday was on his his run. You know, and Voight was you know was you know holding his own. Lemayhu doesn't need to be need to be mentioned. You know, so I, I but I think that the bats mainly Sanchez. You know, I, I think that his future is not going to make it through the next season. You know, I do I so. think he's somebody that we will not see on the team at the end of the year. You know, and, you know, as much as I, I liked him when he came up, it's just the reality of it. James yeah. McCown, catcher, what do you guys think? I'm for that. I think him with Higashioka, I think they would do very well. Yeah. I think they'd be a great tandem. Uh, Romine, I'd, I'd look at those two. Yeah, Romine, I'm still cool. willing to give Sanchez another year. I, I think he can turn around. If not, they'll have to look elsewhere. I think him playing winter ball this year is a, a really good thing. I think it could really help him get back to his focus. Mm -hmm. It could help him defensively, though. Yeah. I hope so. That's the worst catcher I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, before we go, I just want to mention one trade idea that I heard uh, from some article. But they were thinking if you can convince Stanton to lift his no-trade clause, maybe he would consider San Diego and the Yankees could offer $20 million and you get Hosmer and Myers. And then you try to move Voight for a pitcher. That's interesting. That is interesting because Stanton would mash in San Diego. He would, yeah. he would destroy that park. He loves that. But I think he's done well in that park. Yeah. yeah. I, 
Um, I think they mentioned it during the during the postseason. He had a you know three hundred plus batting average in that ballpark. And that's where we were against Bay, and I think part of the reason people forget how well he did was because he was going against Randy Rosarina, who did the same damn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, we'll have to we'll have to sit on that one and bring that up next week with a little more uh, thought into that because that is very interesting trade proposal. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that's going to wrap it up for us here at week four on the Yankee Chronicles Roundtable. I want to thank Donald, Rob, and Evan for joining me today. Don't forget, you can listen to this on Spotify. Make sure you follow our channel there. And you can also watch this on YouTube. And when you go watch it, make sure you subscribe and like. For everybody, have a good week. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me.